Good morning and welcome to Morning Meditations, a five to ten minute meditation to get you thinking about what God might have for you in this new day. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Cook, so we hope you'll enjoy your meditation for this morning. Hey, this is Pastor Nate, and this is your morning meditation for this morning. So today we're reading from Matthew chapter 22, verse 23. It says, That same day the Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him with the question, Teacher, they said, Moses told us that if a man dies without having children, his brother must marry the widow and raise offspring for him. Now there were seven brothers among us. The first one married and died, and since he had no children, he left his wife to his brother. The same thing happened to the second and third brother right on down to the seventh. Finally, the woman died. Now then, at the resurrection, whose wife will she be of the seven, since all of them were married to her? Jesus replied, You are in error because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. At the resurrection, people will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like the angels in heaven. But about the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what God said to you? I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. When the crowds heard this, they were astonished at his teaching. Yeah, so this passage begins with that same day. We might want to remember what happened just before. Uh, before the Pharisees have tried to trap Jesus with this question about giving taxes to Caesar. And now the Sadducees, who don't believe in the resurrection of the dead, the text tells you, and we know from history, uh, they ask this question about the resurrection of the dead, which is interesting because they don't even believe in it. So obviously, once again, if we look at the intent, the intent of the Sadducees is not to gain wisdom, understanding, knowledge, or to even follow Jesus, but to trap Jesus. So their intent says a lot about what's going to happen going forward. If you come to Jesus seeking Jesus, I promise you will find Jesus. But if you come to Jesus seeking to trip Jesus up, you probably will walk away from Jesus. So they come trying to trip Jesus because they're like, they don't believe in this resurrection of the dead. So they make up this uh, ridiculous situation. There's this, uh, this law that if a man dies without having children, his brother is supposed to marry uh, his wife. And that sounds weird to us. Like, I, you know, you don't want to marry your sister-in-law, but here's the deal. It was this idea that the woman would not then become destitute. Nowadays, a woman could go get a job. She can support herself. She can support the family. She might even make more than the husband. Back then, there was no working outside of the home for women. So if this woman can't have a child and now her husband's gone, she has no one to care for her. That's the whole point. And so the idea was, well, then the brother would marry his deceased brother now, his brother who just died. He would marry his wife so that he could care for this woman and make sure that she doesn't end up destitute. Well, in this scenario, they have seven different uh, brothers who end up marrying the same woman because none of them have, she doesn't have children with any of them. There's no one to take care of her. So she just keeps getting passed down the line. 
ridiculous scenario, but it is the scenario they give Jesus. And Jesus just looks at them and kind of shakes his head, I feel like. This is my interpretation. He says, first of all, um, you don't understand the power of God. <laughs> you don't understand the scriptures. This whole thing, this afterlife that you don't believe in is going to be so much different than what's going on here. You're not going to be worried about who the woman is married to. That's my, that's my little paraphrase there. You're not going to worry when you get to the kingdom of God who the woman is rightfully married to. Encountering God in all of God's fullness will be enough. That is my paraphrase. Jesus doesn't say it outright, but I believe that's what he's getting at. This is the power of God he's referring to. That, that God, when, when you are face to face with God, you're not worried about whose wife out of the seven it is. Now, some people read this passage and they're a little bit in despair because they're like, are we going to know our spouses or our spouses? And, and I don't, you know, haven't been to heaven, haven't been, you know, to the afterlife, so I can't say for sure. But I will say this, that you won't, if you don't know who your spouse was, you won't regret it. Like there will be this glory of God that is so powerful, um, so awesome, so majestic that you will finally be at peace and at wholeness in everything you ever dreamed of. Every, the best you've felt in this world. I mean, I mean heaven is, and, and the kingdom of God are going to be so much more than that. I kind of believe we probably will know the people we knew on earth. I kind of believe we'll have meaningful work that won't be toilsome. It will be enjoyable. I kind of believe it's not just going to be a big concert or worship service. That's my personal feeling. You can take that for what it's worth. But the point is, they don't even believe in this. This scenario they've drawn up, they don't believe in. And Jesus sees that they're just trying to trap him again. And he says, hey, wait a second. Haven't you heard in your scriptures that you read? The, the God is the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. So if God is the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and they're all dead and there's no afterlife, then God is the God of the, the dead. And so he says, if you really believe that these, these people, there is no resurrection for them, then, then you're saying that God has named himself after dead people. And Jesus says, no, that's not true. God is the God of the living. God is the God of the living. I want to tell you that today. God is the God of resurrection life, of new life. And Jesus' own death and resurrection will show us that. He hasn't died yet in this passage. But he will eventually die and he will be raised to new life. And so uh, in John chapter 11, Jesus just says it. I am the resurrection and the life. You want to know where real life is? You want to know how to find your life? Lose it in God. You want to know where real life is? God has the life you have always desired. And this afterlife that they say they don't, that they don't really believe in is going to be the fulfillment of that. So the, the abundant, eternal, full life that you dream of, that you desire, is found in God. And that's why in the afterlife you're not going to care who you're married to. Because you're going to be experiencing real, full, abundant life. You're going to see God face to face. You're going to have all the desires of your heart met it's going to be a beautiful thing and so jesus says god is the god of the living and that means for us today that god is about life and not death that god wants to create new life in us that god wants to take the dead places in our lives 
and make them new. Some of the most beautiful pictures in the Old Testament are found during the exile, when it felt like everything had fallen apart for Israel, when God seemed distant, when God may have even left them in their minds, they felt like maybe. And then God says, I'm going to come and I'm going to bring streams of water in the desert and there's going to be new life springing up everywhere. Ezekiel says, where the river runs, everything lives. God has come to give us life. And Jesus says it this way, if you would ask me, I would give you I would give you this water, he says to the one with the well, that would become in you a spring welling up to overflowing to eternal life. And so here's the deal today. God wants you to have life. God is the God of the living, not the God of the dead. And that life is real. It's full. It's abundant. It's better than you could ever imagine. It's better than the life you could dream up on your own. And so as you lose your life in Christ, you will find God's life welling up in you. So today, just take a step towards God. Uh, Just turn towards God and see that God has been waiting for you. And that life that you begin to feel welling up in you, then will overflow to eternal life, Christ says, which means that when you are in the kingdom of God, after you have died, you're not going to be worried about petty things like who you're married to. And I know to us, who you're married to doesn't sound like a petty thing, but in the kingdom of God, it will be. So today, Take one step towards this giver of life. Experience real life today, and you'll never regret it. Hey, that's just a thought for this morning, and I hope you have a great day. Well, thanks again for joining us for this morning meditation. Hey, do us a favor. Rate us on iTunes or even leave some feedback about our podcast so that other listeners can know how much you enjoy your morning meditations. Hey, have a great day.